Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. On the left wing for the win! He shoots and scores! 5-4! And the 10 in overtime! Across the 5, the deuce is loose! Touchdown, Elks! Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Oh, here we go. It's Friday night. Couple of games in the National Hockey League. Early in the third for both of them. San Jose leading the New Jersey Devils 4-2. And the Columbus Blue Jackets leading the Ottawa Senators 4-2. The Oil Kings getting ready to go against the Everett Silvertips. The Teddy Bear Toss game at Rogers Place. Maybe we'll have a goal and the score of the Teddy Bear goal to tell you about before we sign off at 8 o'clock tonight. There is a college football game tonight. It's the Pac-12 championship game. Last game ever in this storied conference. I guess they'll have a couple of members next year, but not really a conference with two teams. It's a, it's a good matchup. Washington ranked number three in the NCAA, up against number five, Oregon, and with 8.52 left in the second quarter, Washington, a 12-0 team with a 10-0 lead on 11-1 Oregon. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one tonight as well. The Edmonton Oilers did not practice today. They will not practice tomorrow. They get back on the ice on Sunday. They don't play again until Wednesday when they take on the Carolina Hurricanes at Rogers Place. That's the start of a six-game homestand for Edmonton. The game will be on 6.30, Chad, with the faceoff show at 6, and the game at 7.30, the Oilers uh, with a very impressive performance, I thought, last night against the Winnipeg Jets. I thought it was a very well-played game. I thought both teams uh, played well. Most of the opportunities that were earned in the game were the result of uh, you know just strong offensive plays by good players as opposed to a lot of bumbling around and taking advantage of the other team's mistake. And by the end of the night... Um, I thought the Oilers were indeed the better team, and uh, the better team got the two points out of it. The Oilers, uh, what were they, like 71% in the face-off circle. They had uh, over 70 shot attempts in the game while uh, Winnipeg was in the 40s. So a good game for the Oilers, who are showing signs of the team that they were most of last year, uh, you know, resilient, uh, able to to stay in games, not let it get out of control, and that was such a big problem earlier in the season. They'd allow one goal, they'd allow another one, and they'd make some silly mistakes, and they're playing catch-up most of the night. They were playing catch-up most of the night yesterday, but they kept it at one nothing, thanks to you know some good penalty killing in the second period. Uh, again, just safer, more responsible play, and then kind of, uh, you know, I guess an unexpected goal by Darnell Nurse, given how Hellebuck had been playing, and then the power play takes advantage of a late penalty call against the Jets. So I just thought that was a good game. So the Oilers have won four straight. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're 6-3 uh, and three with Chris Knobloch on the bench, and uh, hopefully they can keep building here in the month of December. You can let me know what you thought about that, or about throwing teddy bears, or uh, whatever else you want to talk about on a Friday night. 780 496 
1063. You can text it. You can call it. It's the hotline for CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. And you can email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com. We will have Kelly Rudy on the show tonight making his weekly appearance. And we will have, uh, from your Edmonton Elks, Tanner Green is going to check in. Him and Josiah Shackle, a couple of Canadian players getting uh, two-year extensions today, so they will not go to free agency in February. Uh, it's always fun to talk to uh, Tanner Green, who is now the uh, longest-serving member of the Elks. He's going to be going into his sixth season, so it'll be fun to talk to him here in a few minutes. Kellen Kennedy is down the hallway in the 630 Chet Control Room. Kellen, how are you doing, sir? Evening. Happy Friday. Uh, yes. Happy Friday uh, to to, uh, to you as well. Good to talk to you. Um, what are you watching in there? What do you have on the tube? Oh, just uh, flipping through the channels right now. I was going to go flip and check out the uh, co- uh, college football game here. It sounds like it's uh, a lot of Yeah, I'd fun. say uh, it's probably either between that or an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, there's good reruns here, and that's I, although it's I, getting, it's officially December first, so some holiday movies on uh, TV tonight. I see Elf is on one of the channels, and uh, a couple others here and that stuff. So we're getting into that. Elf, a uh, okay. Here, let's do an off-topic topic. I just thought of this: best Christmas movie this century. So in the last. Since 2000. So the last 23 years. The last 23. We'll say this century. We're deep enough into the century. We can mm-hmm. call it a century. Because I think a lot of Christmas classics, I, I guess it's a wonderful life. People would say, when was that made? In the 50s? In yes. the 40s. It was made in 1946. Mm. So now Elf, I think... Well, Elf is already 20 years old. It is. Uh, but give. I guess I, I would think Elf is going to be the runaway winner. So if you text in Elf, maybe give a secondary choice. Or maybe you could say, well, actually, this movie is better than Elf. But I, I, I would think... Now, look, I, I, as you know, Kellen, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have kids, so maybe that's going to affect the number. Like, I'm not going to be automatically watch a Christmas movie or have kids to watch Christmas movies with. Um... But I, I would think, I just found a list, and I'm already irritated because they put Die Hard on the list. This is of all time. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It is a movie set at Christmas. But it is not a Christmas movie because it does not, it, it is not about the, uh, the, the, the values and feeling of Christmas. Mm. It's about blowing a lot of stuff up. I agree. And walking on broken glass. And coming out to the coast and having a few. Uh, like this list, list Gremlins as a Christmas movie. I, I don't think that's a Christmas movie. That's a horror comedy. Yes. Um, anyway, the best Christmas movie this century. Uh, I think Elf's going to be the runaway winner. So if you're going to say Elf, say Elf and then say something else. Okay. Now this list I found put Batman Returns number twelve. It's not a Christmas movie. No, that's it's set at Christmas. That's exactly. part of the setting, but it's not really a movie about Christmas or, or getting home for Christmas or things like that. Yes. I do want to plug something here. Um, you've probably heard me talk about these guys. Well, we, we've even interviewed one as the fan of the night during the playoffs. But there's a an improv duo. Uh, they call themselves Scratch. Their real names are Kevin Galese and Arlen, Co- Arlen Konopaki. Um, and they've been doing Scratch at the Fringe for a long time. And it's uh, it's two guys. 
and they do uh, they do a long form improv. So they take suggestions from the audience and they make a one one hour play out of it, and they're hilarious. But they're very creative guys. So Arlen studied directing at New York University. Uh, Kevin is uh, the artistic director. I think he's still the artistic director, but he was working at Dad's Garage, a comedy uh, troupe in Atlanta, and they made a movie. They made an actual movie. It's called How to Ruin the Holidays. It stars Colin Mockery. Kevin wrote it, and Arlen directed it. I saw it at the Garneau on Saturday. It had a uh, couple special screenings in Edmonton. Kevin makes sure that. I, I believe you can get it on Amazon. So if you see this movie come up called How to Ruin the Holidays, it's made by Edmonton guys. And it's, it's pretty good. Uh, it's definitely funny. They're a little weird. There's some weird stuff in it. Uh, and to tell you the truth, there's some nice uh, emotional stuff in it as well. I, th- I thought it was very well done. I was glad I saw it. So it's called How to Ruin the Holidays. So a quick plug there for, uh, you know, an Edmonton success story. These guys made a movie. Uh, Kevin has a very brief cameo in it. And uh, like I said, he wrote it and Arlen directed it. How to Ruin the Holidays with Colin Mockery. Okay, anyway, there. I plugged something that I liked for to help out some local guys. So 780-496-0063, best Christmas movie of the last 23 years. Has anything rolled in yet, Kellen? Nothing. As None of, yet, of our fourteen there people. There are people texting Die Hard, and we already said that that is disallowed. That's not. Well, if it's disallowed for two reasons, I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it was made in 1988. That's right. Which is not this century. Remember, the century changed when we went to 2000. That's right. So from 2000. Now, Die Hard is, to me, one of the greatest action movies ever made. Oh yeah. Is absolutely. it a great Christmas movie? I say absolutely not. Because it, does, it doesn't have to be set at Christmas. I mean, Elf has to be set at Christmas for it to work. Because yeah, it's about an elf. An elf. Halloween. Or a, what, what is he, a human who thinks he's an elf? Whatever it is. I can't even remember. But, it's, it, you know, so that's why I wouldn't say uh, Die Hard. If, if you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, fine. I'm not going to argue with you. But it's definitely not this century. Okay. Because it's 1988. Mm-hmm. Were you born in 1988? I was uh, in diapers in 1988. I saw Die Hard in the theater. That's how old I am. <laughs> but it was it was spectacular. I imagine it was spectacular. So, yeah. uh, all right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders have a new coach. His name is Corey Mace. Uh, Connor Bedard's the rookie of the month in the NHL. The three stars are Kucherov, Makar, and Quinn Hughes, who's having an incredible season. And the Montreal Canadiens have locked up goaltender Sam Montembeau. Three-year deal, $9.45 million extension, so it'll kick in for next year. He's currently on a contract that pays him $1 million per season. Okay. This portion of the show has been presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. We'll catch up with Tanner Green from the Elks when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, Washington with a touchdown here. Convert pending Pac-12 championship game, 16-3 for Washington. Before we get to our very special guest here, uh, 7804960063, our off-topic topic, best Christmas movie this century, which means it has to have come out since the year 2000. Mm-hmm. What do we have, Kellen? In the year 2000, actually, we have somebody actually taking issue with that on the text line. We got Jeff text again. says, if we are being sticklers, the century changed when the year became 2001, not That's when correct. it became 2000. Yes, 2000 thank you. was the final year of the preceding century. That's a good point. Just like the... 
the decade actually changes. So the next decade starts at 2031, not yes. 2030, because the first year ever, well, when we had this calendar, was one, not zero. Okay. There was so no since zero. 2001, thank you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Send Jeff a shirt. I'm serious. He gets a can't have shirt for, okay. for being correct and accurate. There we go. And we got a couple from BC that have trickled in. We've got one vote for the Christmas Carol featuring Jim Carrey from 2009. It is equally fe- festive and spooky. I've never seen it, but I've heard the same. So there we go. Wasn't he in The Grinch? That was uh, this individual second choice is Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Was he in The Christmas Carol and The Grinch? Yeah, he definitely was in The Grinch. Like How the Grinch Stole Christmas was 2000. Yeah, so the, right on that borderline. Okay, so of, yeah, we'll uh, hang on. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay. And in 2009 yeah, was, 2009 was the Christmas Carol. Christmas yeah, okay. Carol remake. So there we go. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, there you are trickling in right now, Reed. So yeah, well, because people, up, are, people are like, what are they talking about? Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, Edmonton Elks. Contract extensions for a couple of guys, Josiah Shackle and Tanner Green, who joins me now. Tanner, it's Reed. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. What year were you born again? Oh, 1993. <laughs> 1993. So you have you have a vague memory of the 1990s then. Yes, sir. But uh, all right. So when you were when you were a little guy, what what was like big on TV or movies for kids to watch? Uh, I definitely watched The Lion King about a hundred million times. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the go-to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anything else that you can think of? Uh, I think I think you know like I think Disney was Disney was massive uh, when I was growing up. So it was like you know Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, Lion King, uh, Hercules. Like I, I watched all those movies like so many times. Did you have like when I was a kid? There was morning television, so we had this show called Mister Dress Up, and Sesame Street was on. That that what that doesn't connect for you? Oh yeah, no, no, those connect. Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, uh, would watch those those quite often too. Okay. And, uh, and Barney, Barney the the purple dinosaur. Oh, you had Barney. Yeah, see, Barney wasn't a thing when I was a little guy. He was still in his egg. He had yet to hatch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Hey, how are how are you spending the off season so far? What have you been up to? Oh man, I uh, well, so we just had our uh, our little boy Elias. Um, he's just turned three months old, so. I've just been honestly enjoying some much, much needed time getting getting used to, to being a new dad uh, here this off season. So, um, other than training and and getting used to that, I've I've been keeping it trying to keep it a little slow. Most of my off seasons seem busier than than when we're in season. So uh, this one's been a nice change. Are you, sorry, are you back in Lacombe? Is that where you spend the off season, or where? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, yeah, we just live in we've lived in Lacombe for I think the last. 
I grew up here, but I've, we've also lived here for the last six years, I think. Okay, so you became a father during the season, though. What was that like? That was that was pretty wild. I definitely uh, not 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 the way I you know one would want to do it, and and with the sleep and okay, but you're you're in a job where you have to physically perform at such a high high level. But um, honestly, you know, with talking to Erica, my wife, it was like. Okay, we got we got eight weeks. We got we're just gonna have to hold her down. Uh, she did amazing. She took she took most of the nighttime uh, duties, so so I could uh, have some sleep and and not see any performance affected on, on the field. Um, and then now now that I'm back home, I can I can help a lot more. Okay, what does it mean to you to get the contract out of the way here uh, December first, as opposed to potentially waiting to being a free agent in February? No, I, you know, it's, it takes a lot, a lot off my, uh, my conscience. I think, you know, from the, from the very beginning when I got drafted in 2018, I've, I've never wanted to play anywhere else. Edmonton's always been my team. It was my family's team growing up. Um, so, and I, I get it. There's, there's a lot of, you know, things to do with when money's involved, but I'm glad that they, they saw me as a player that was valuable enough to, to want to bring back. And, um, you know, looking at all the other options around the league yeah there's there's nowhere else i'd rather be so i i gladly accepted okay well good for you i mean flashing back to this season uh hey another non-playoff year uh you know no wins in the first half of the season and then you guys went four and five a lot of us just say, well, they changed the quarterback and, and Trey Ford was great. I'm just wondering your perception of the team being more successful in the second half of the year. I mean, it's so hard to say because, like, there's so many games where, you know, three or four plays would have, would have made the difference between having or having a win uh, instead of a loss. Uh, so many of those games were close or, or we'd come out and, and, you know, we'd be out up at halftime and we would just, just let it go or, or make some poor decisions. Um, I think towards the end of the season, we were able to, you know, obviously when, when Trey came in, it gave uh, it did give a spark, like, um, especially like to our fans at home and, and to our team. Um, it was a bit of a spark we needed to get to kick it into that next year. Um, but I also think we stopped, we stopped making, I mean, obviously we, st- we still made our, our mistakes, but we stopped making so many, which got us some of those wins that would have been losses. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just, it, it, look, the quarterback gets sometimes too much attention and too much blame, but we're going to give him attention here. How, how, like, what do you see from Trey? How, how optimistic are you about this guy as your number one quarterback? I mean, I think it's, it's pretty amazing what he's done, not, not only being, you know, a Canadian, coming in and, and taking that quarterback role, but also just being uh, a young player himself. Like he's still on his rookie contract. I think he's finishing up that uh, this coming year. Um, the the future is, is so bright for him, but um, yeah, as a team that's, you know, wants to win now, we don't have time to wait. And I know uh, not only did he put in the work last, last year to get better and be that, starter that he wants to be in that we all need but he's going to be working all off season so that next year uh you know we can hit the ground running a lot a lot quicker than or build off the end of last year that's for sure yeah uh did you watch the gray cup yes i did what'd you think 
Oh, the Cinderella story came true. <laughs> I mean, uh, so I had Moss in 2018 uh, when I came in for 2018, 2019, and I absolutely, you know, love the guy. So I'm very happy, happy to see him him have have that success. And, and there's a lot of players on, on Montreal that I, I've had the pleasure of playing with. So it was really cool getting to see um, – yeah, them do that Cinderella story when when no one thought like I, I didn't think it. I honestly, I was sitting there. I was like, man, this might be an easy win for for Winnipeg to be honest. But you know, it's it's crazy. Any team can beat any team. You just you just gotta not make those little mistakes and show up on on game day. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, Tanner, congratulations on the uh, two year deal here with the Elks. Always love having you on the show. Thanks for making time for us on a Friday night with uh, with a newborn <laughs> and a wife and everything. But I uh, really appreciate you hopping on. Of course, anytime. That is Tanner Green from your Edmonton Elks. Kelly Rudy is ahead as well. It's Inside Sports on Chet.